you clap. Uh, great. Yeah. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're good to go. Both cameras are going? Both cameras are going. Okay, let's start. Let's start. Emma, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> um, teaching, online Zooms, and yeah, just chilling. Been um, on furlough the last like two weeks, but enjoying lockdown, keeping myself busy, and yeah, working, still dancing. Yeah, so like... I'm I look, looking forward to this podcast because uh, it's something I don't know much about. It's nice to get an insight for someone who's like really in an industry when I don't have a clue. It's nice to get a different uh, outlook. So tell tell us what what you're about, the industry you're in, and let's go from there. Okay. Um, so I'm from Cork in Ireland. Uh, I've been living in London for over seven years now kind of got introduced to a dance industry like from a young age like doing it as a hobby and then wanted to just do it take off as a career um now more recently I'm teaching more than performing but been a performer since graduating for four or five years working in the industry and now yeah taking taking it to a next step in teaching and mentoring how does someone like where does the interest and love come from like go back to your school days like I never went to school with someone who said right I want to go into the dance industry like so like you're you're an anomaly in Um, ways to like people back in Cork yeah I guess I, I don't think I've ever done something to the norm so that's probably like within me but um Again, it was just like a hobby and I just wanted to do something where I knew I could travel um, and make a career out of doing something I loved. I think, yeah, just like going away from a stereotype and going, okay, let's just like risk it, see if it works and if it doesn't move on, you know. So what's the pinnacle here? What's the goal here when you go into this industry? Like, is it like dancing in like uh, Justin Bieber music videos or like what's the pinnacle of a, or probably goes into different avenues, but. I guess the goal kind of changes like the more you do. So you'd kind of fixate on a a destination going, oh, when I graduate or when I do this, that will be it. For me, it was kind of always changing. Like I just wanted to dance in Ireland then I wanted to audition in London then I wanted to graduate in London I wanted to live in London work I wanted to travel move away and work in as many countries as I could but I think after achieving that and having like quite a successful career in what I wanted to do now I'm now like going into an industry where I'm teaching and mentoring people who I would have loved to have had when I was that age had so you, the goal changes yeah. yeah had you much resistance when you said to your mum or dad that you want to go into this career um they like they were very supportive my mom especially is so supportive I think and everyone around me as well I had a very good knit of friends around me and being very supportive and like financially and emotionally moving away it wasn't so much resistance it was like you're going to do this and if you succeed we're we're there for you you know yeah yeah and like like getting deeper into the industry like it's quite obviously uh and unpredictable yeah yeah for sure like you probably never you probably never had like a 
said salary. No, <laughs> the thing the thing is, and you're not really said this in college, or you're not told this. You're you think, oh, I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna work all the time, but it has the highest highs and the lowest lows. So you could be on top of the world one day, and the world's on top of you the next. You always have to be thinking of the next thing, or you could be on this big massive job, and then two weeks later you could be out of work and trying to get back into it and auditions and everything the next day you know so yeah and you never you never know and like to, suppl- to supplement this like you obviously have side hustles part time jobs but you probably them jobs need to be quite flexible and say listen I have an audition yeah, tomorrow yeah, I have to I can't for sure. do it. yeah, yeah so. so when I said I was like on furlough in the last kind of couple of weeks it's because I was working in a gym and it was always um it always complemented like my dance career because you can use the studio and obviously you need to keep like physically fit but I had to have that job because they knew what it was like to be a dancer or be a creative or an artist so they would be very flexible and allow me okay you have this audition this day or I could go away in a job and come back to that job um, always having to graft and hustle and have side hustles I mean there's sure tell me what the time where you actually wanted to give up the industry there's surely been many times this year <laughs> definitely just, like definitely being in lockdown I think when obviously everything happened in March and the performance like industry just went to it just closed down I mean West End shut down Broadway shut down like Cirque du Soleil went bankrupt like all these companies and you're thinking oh my god like that's like the dream goal and everything just shut like I think I was like what am I actually going to do is this ever going to come back and you know I even look at it how it was before and a lot of artists and dancers aren't like paid what they kind of should be mm. and I just thought oh my god this is, is this ever going to recover from this should I be looking at a different avenue so definitely March I think I was like okay without sounding too capitalist um, what is the pay like I'd say it just varies from job to job like isn't it it does vary but I think it, it's not paid well enough at all yeah. like to definitely what people think it is like music videos and like working with artists people would think that that's like the big goal or yeah it's it's just it's underpaid you kind of main it's it's bottom of the food chain basically yeah. like yeah I suppose when just a uh, production company are trying to get you on board they're more selling just say for an artist music video they're more selling yeah you get to work with this artist we don't need to pay as much because it's good for your portfolio yeah like, and like, it's more about getting that exposure and people obviously want to have that on their career and on their CV and take off you know going oh yes I've worked with this artist that's a credit for me mm-hmm. they more see it like that than this is going to pay my rent, you know? Yeah, we can't keep going on and on and look no. like, do you know, like there's going to have to be a stage where you're yeah. going to have to... For me, this year was to transition way more into teaching and mentoring, like yeah. for sure. And I think naturally I felt that transition even last year. Like, you know it's a short-lived span anyway, but there kind of just came that like organic time where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to shift away from this now and go into more teaching roles than performing. But in the teaching role, like you go down a completely different avenue here. Like I'm just, I'm just thinking top of my head, like yeah. there must be lots of work with TV companies and stuff yeah. uh, and the teaching side of things is probably a lot more lucrative. Yeah, it is. Or like choreographing for a, a show or a commercial or, you know, that's, that lifespan is obviously a lot longer because you're not having to perform and I think there is a a limit where they want to work with younger artists and it comes to the stage where you're like okay I have to finish this now you know who was the person 
or just figure in London that like who's top of their game he or she who's top of the industry now for you and kind of what people look up to um, for me it's always been this girl who used to actually teach me in college Hannah Leva Collins she's been my inspiration ever since I moved here like she has worked globally with all artists tours commercials modelling like everything she's done it all and she's now actually offering girls and boys going into the industry her company now is called So What Now Artist and it's basically mentoring artists coming out into the industry who kind of don't know how to market themselves or don't know how to let's say like what avenue to explore and things like this she's amazing like she's like an early advertising agency yeah she's just an advocate for for young artists coming out and going okay what am I going to do now or what do you do after you perform and really just giving that insight into how she used to have these rejections and what to do next Yeah. yeah so she's been my my inspiration for sure and one subject that might be quite touchy like but like the lifespan of this career is quite short like I'm just yeah. saying like if yeah. do you know if you, if you want kids in this and like your, yeah. your your career could plummet fairly fast after a lot of work like yeah, you, you kind of have to be on clicked yeah. uh, like you have to be on someone's tip of, tip of their finger yeah. whenever they want to it's like quite a short <laughs> lifespan to make it like it is but and I think when you're in college you don't think this you think oh I'm going to graduate and I'm just going to see how it goes and it's fine and then it hits like three or four years and you're going oh my god what am I actually going to do next but yeah yeah, I think I'm just going to take it every year as it comes but for now yeah and like this year like you were talking about the top people there Mm -hmm. like literally the top people in this industry do nothing like more well they're obviously doing something probably online but like their income is just being completely slashed altogether like yeah and it's so sad to see because I think my like my close circle are performers or their artists or their in somewhat of a creative industry and seeing them get to their lowest point this year was very upsetting because you're going oh my god these are like the closest friends I've had and I've seen them at their like their peaks and every everything is crashing like friends I have in Dubai having to move home and I'm just thinking oh my god you've worked for a decade you've given your whole life to this and now you're like what are you like what what's happening for you next you know it's it's really upsetting for sure tell me about some of the worst injuries that you've had or to some of the injuries that happen most often in the in this um, game for me I injured my Achilles tendon in my third year of college yeah and again when you're in your third year you're thinking okay I, I need to graduate I need to like get a job straight away after this so I was you just push through and you just try to ignore it but yeah I was they were that was like three or four months where I was just sitting in classes just taking notes and not dancing and that's like your worst nightmare to not be actually performing um I don't think I've like during my career or in like performances I've never actually injured myself like pretty badly but third year was definitely a a low for me definitely yeah I'd say that like um and I presume it's a type of um the theory side was it's more practical course I presume yeah it's more practical so much homework you can do yeah I mean it's intense like it's 40 hours a week I remember telling people that when I went home to to Cork like and telling them you're dancing 40 hours a week it's it's insane but does there much fighting happen on stage or like in in the back back room is there much arguments going I mean 
I'm working in an industry of like all types of people, like gay, straight, binary, non-binary, like, you know what I mean? So you're always going to have the the tiffs and the drama queens, but it just brings the fun to it, really. (laughs) But yeah, college college can be a bit of a nightmare because you obviously have all types of personalities and you have to get along with each other and emotions are high, but I've never been one for the drama. (laughs) What? Obviously, it's a, an explosive industry in London. What's the scene like back in Ireland? It's a smaller scene, but I think actually the last five to ten years, it's been, I think it's like taken off CSN College in Cork that I went to has given a good platform to dancers who like they get an insight basically in what it's going to be like to move to London Um, there's good colleges in Dublin CIT now have a dance course which is like great you know and I think even musical theatre as well Um, but you never I mean it's obviously it's a like you're a big fish in a small pond obviously London is a completely different story but back home I think you know there's good musical theatre schools and yeah yeah, it is but it's just a a lot smaller you know yeah over here you're in the in the hub like you're in the know-how yeah, you yeah. know but that makes it a small bit harder too what, it does what part of London do you think is like the centre oh, is it like Hackney where you are or oh east <laughs> no yeah. um, it's definitely not wasting yeah I don't I wouldn't actually know what to say to that I think central London is where you can go and train and take classes and you know you have bass you have the hub you have pineapple studios that's where people would be constantly training and trying to upskill. So I think that would be like your, yeah, yeah, more more central. And tell me about the whole process, like the the audition stage. Like, did somebody's be quite rootless, like, isn't it? Yeah. Again, that's just going to like the the ins and outs of it I think like the highs and lows or you go to an audition you might get cut first round you might make it to the end and then be on a heavy pencil and being told oh yeah we want to see you back the next day then you might get cut and it's brutal it's absolutely brutal there must be a lot of flakiness in, in the industry like. yeah I mean I've definitely had really really good experiences but I've had some like wicked weird ones as well but um, what was the weirdest one? <sighs> Weirdest one is when I just walked into the room and they just said yes and I didn't even have to dance. <laughs> like just by just I how, want you. Yeah, it's just how you walk into a room and people kind of don't realise this. It, a lot of it can be about like your image or they're not gonna waste your time. They have a look, they know what they want already, and you either fit that brief or you don't. Which I'd nearly rather I'd rather someone not waste my time and I get to the end and they want someone who completely doesn't look like me at all. Um perception must be huge in this industry. Yeah, and obviously it does have a lot to do with it, how you brand yourself, how like you portray your image, how you are as a product and how you sell yourself. And I think it's actually gone even more that way now with like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of these things and how you're constantly staying relevant, what videos you have, what pictures. It like people will ask for this. Agencies will ask for your Instagram handle. Uh, they will. They yeah. want to they want to see what you're like as a person. They want to see how you're branding, like what your pictures are like. Is it like you? Is it how you're going to come into the room? Is it how you're going to be on a day when we're doing a casting or but I suppose the number the job, of, they're, looking for, they're looking for like followers details so how, how can this yeah. promote, promote us like yeah in a way it is it is like that which I mean I could look at it positively or negatively you know obviously the negative side is I think younger like 
the younger generation coming into an industry will kind of fixate on it and they might get quite down or it can create like mental health issues as well you know kind of being so fixated on oh I need to get this many followers and then I will get this job or then it will make me look a certain way I think my generation luckily and like an older generation will just kind of go okay if I don't get it for my talent like hopefully you know it is what it is but yeah yeah like I was telling you I remember before the podcast about that guy the, who set up the fake restaurant in Dulwich yeah. the shit yeah. but like he was a like the people were calling and calling his phone can we make a reservation sorry we're booked we're booked we're booked yeah. and then he started calling people back he's like yeah we actually have a reservation and he's like uh, two seconds just how many Instagram followers have you got and then he kept saying it and saying yeah. it like you know but he was literally just taking the piss and taking the whole piss about the, yeah. about the thing but do you get much work through Instagram like do much people contact you or? for photo shoots um, doing different modelling jobs definitely yeah because they would see what other um, pictures or what way you've portrayed yourself already to what they probably want to capture for their own portfolio mm-hmm. you can I think it's definitely a, a way of um, promoting yourself and I think it is a really good tool if you use it wisely and this is going back to Hannah's thing with her So What Now artist she uses that platform to kind of teach you how to use this as a as a good tool and to step away from it in a negative light, you know. Yeah, you're a good girl to, to you're a good girl to talk about social media and stuff. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a good person out to know yeah. about that kind of stuff. So, uh, what do you think of off subject? What do you think of the body positive movement at the moment? Um, I mean, okay, so coming from an industry where a lot of people I would know getting like a body complex about the way they look and their image and how it's such a big deal for your for your job I think yeah it's it's definitely I think it is good it is a movement that needs to happen um and yeah I mean it's, we're in 2020 now right so yeah like I, it, I think it, needs, it started off well and then I just found that like idiots started just following the trend and, and then just done it because they knew they had an audience there yeah yeah it I guess it depends on who you're following or how how they're it's a tough question like it's easier yeah. for me as a, as a fella to say it as well because like it's mm-hmm. it's just a like just a group of lads I know just think like it's good like like Roz Purcell's very good at it you yeah. know she's really good at it and that's the one I follow the, the most but I just find other people like just completely change their tune because the audience adapted to it yeah you know I get you so to even go to like Roz Purcell for example she Roz yeah literally I'm obsessed with her I think she's brilliant because she portrays it in such a good way and already had that like platform actually her background is in modelling being Miss Ireland and having an eating disorder she did she have an eating disorder she had an eating disorder yeah, and, modern she, days, like, yeah, yeah. and she openly speaks about it and how now is the healthiest she's actually ever felt and her body image she's now the happiest she has ever been um, Chelsea King is another one good like I know her yeah yeah, yeah same same she s- leaves it all out in the pitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> same situation though but like for, for girls like me following that I'm like okay like that's good but I get what you mean some people jump on the bandwagon of stuff and oh, I guess it's just so hard like if the younger me seeing things like that I think I probably would have wanted to have seen it a bit more I wish my younger self followed someone like Ros Purcell 
you know why is that just because I think you can relate and see oh my god okay maybe like I can be comfortable with my body in this situation or being on the beach with like a body roll and for it not to be this big deal you know I think because of Instagram and because of all these different social networks people now compare themselves to everyone it's not just like the four people you grew up with in Ireland you know it's just such a wider span so you'd wonder how much of a like if you could put it like in a analytical form how much you know it's never it's all it's kind of a qualitative piece of research but like how much how effective it is yeah and people be nice to actually know because yeah we don't see the results of the it like, stats of it yeah. actually yeah uh, but it's very hard to pick up on that like yeah. it's just a word of mouth um but so this has been a terrible year for mm. your career more or less or for everyone's career everyone's on the, on the same boat yeah. um Hopefully we get back to things in the middle of next year, which which would be great. Are you going to just zone in on the teaching? Are you going to go back to the practical stuff too, your own stuff? Or? Yeah, I think for now I want to build like my own brand and start teaching more, doing more workshops and kind of twisting it that way. But I think I've learned a lot this year. Yeah. Um, just in myself and just about the industry and I think it's been exposed for so many things that I think they now know that they need to mend for like next year and paying artists um, getting back into like even dance classes and you know it's just I think it, it just it had to happen for that industry and now they know it needs to start being built back up in a positive way but and for, yeah. sorry to cut it off but I'm saying like government you're the last on their priority list yeah, as well like, isn't you it? know and that's the thing about like the bottom of the food chain I kind of knew it anyway and now it's like okay this is quite prevalent but for me I'm just keeping the head down doing my own thing and hopefully just being able to work for myself and doing like that I won't be giving someone else the power to take that away from me again so yeah like as we're going on with the conversation like I'm finding that like personal branding must be absolutely everything here your perception online like um, you said earlier obviously they're checking out your Instagram yeah. but like you just say this podcast if you start doing loads more podcasts and just radio <laughs> interviews it, it just, it's just like you can you can just start uh, kind of social proofing yourself if you're reaching out to someone hey this is a yeah. a radio interview I don't know BBC and stuff it must be all that kind of driven yeah, uh, yeah it is and even thinking of how or the age groups I'm teaching say I have to look a certain way and I have to be a certain way if I'm even teaching like their kids or you know for teenagers you want to be that appealing person to them and they need to be able to relate to you you know mm-hmm. um, and I think that's it is really important but it's it's how you market it and it's like being quite clever with it as well yeah um t- tell me what like you want to do this for a certain period of time what would you think about doing after it would you like to still stay in the industry in a more I think I definitely want to stay in a creative industry but at the moment I really don't know I think it's quite exciting it's exciting yeah it is exciting but obviously it can be quite scary when you're in a pandemic and you're thinking oh maybe I should try something new but for now it's teaching and maybe exploring something else but I think within a creative industry yeah do you know when you're naturally like in something already you're like okay I need to just roll with this but yeah, who like, knows <laughs> like I see I work in the advertising space like, but like you realise like the difference like the creative industry like like to people in the corporate world you're a freak like they like to yeah. just like do, do, you know, do you know it's like yeah. even look at us it's like you're kind of they're nearly looking down you says like why are you being so creative like it, yeah. the creative industry like it's re- literally one of those industries that starts with a blank page Yeah, you know you yeah. just kind of have to fill it up 
I don't expect most people to understand that though sometimes you know like I might go home and they'd be like oh geez what are you doing now and they think oh you're doing the bit of dancing like I won't I won't be like oh my god that's just so rude like some people just don't get it and I don't expect everyone to get it either you know yeah like, it's nice to know like yeah you kind of can keep your business to yourself yeah. then as, as well yeah um but like it must be hard like as I said it's hard to hold a full conversation because people don't know the vocabulary the terminology yeah. they're just saying like you know <laughs> keep it simple keep it simple <laughs> like doing the bit of dancing yeah, yeah. is oh, or, dancing. or oh what are you doing now when you're going yeah I'm just I'm chilling for now I'm auditioning I'm doing this you know I think survival in this industry is it's mental like the resilience you have to have is just and I think yeah it's just a t- like it's dog eat dog you know yeah. and it is just about going to the next thing hustling again going to the next thing so it seems like um, the next thing is just constantly the next thing it, like it, yeah. like you, you know, are living month to month or paycheck to paycheck yeah it can be an absolutely like roller coaster and really exciting and you're like yes I have this adventure and I'm living here now but when you come down to it even when you like going back to you saying oh you know when you want to settle down and maybe have a family those are the things that probably start to creep in the older you get but when you're out of like college you just go oh yeah like oh I just want to it's just, it just sounds like a, yeah. a, a young man and a young woman's industry like yeah. you know is there much male like is it is, yeah, yeah I think it's like very male dominant like and I was even thinking there when I was talking about eating disorders that's not even just like I think Ros Purcell and these people actually like appeal to guys as well just as much like, definitely appeal to yeah because <laughs> <laughs> but in, the, in that sense like I've I've been in been to college with like male dancers and like I've seen the ups and downs that they have just as much as girls you know so um, I think when I graduated it was quite not I don't want to say easier but obviously the female population was a bit like overpopulated Mm -hmm. you'd go to an audition it might be 300 girls and you might have 70 boys obviously that gives them an advantage for booking or being seen Mm -hmm. but I think now it is just it's a bit more 50-50 now I think there's just as much guys going into it as girls and they still have the same ups and downs as everyone else yeah yeah I think Emma we'll leave it at that yeah thank you so much I enjoy this too it's like I hadn't a clue about this industry it's nice yeah. as I said to get someone who's yeah, that's good. in you know, depth yeah. um, in, in the know-how so like I think it's uh, very valuable to are you going to take <laughs> up dancing no, now I, I gonna... I, I'm, I'm a man of the arts <laughs> <laughs> that's it now yeah. putting it on the CV yeah. <laughs> right we'll uh, leave it there and thanks a lot for coming in let's Thank do it again sometime thank you so sometime. much Les. <laughs> perfect <laughs>